America, Destiny vs. Fantasy. Series Part 3. In order to know America's true destiny, we must know her true past. Jamestown, Plymouth Rock, the lost colony of Roanoke are the beginning of British colonization in America, which eventually led to the founding of the United States after a successful war of independence from Great Britain. The reason we are an English-speaking country as opposed to a Spanish, France or Dutch, has not been fully explained in the history that we have been taught in school. What were the circumstances during the latter 1500s when the British entered into America, which was dominated by settlements of the Spanish Empire, the French and the Dutch? What interested Britain in establishing colonies on American soil? In a previous Marish Awakening Winter 2018-19 Volume 6 Issue 4, I touched upon the subject without delving into the particular details. Inshallah, God willing, we will now delve into the particular details. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. It may be hard to believe in light of today's political climate stemming from the days where the United Kingdom was known as Great Britain was boosting of an empire that stretched across the globe in saying that the sun would never set upon the British Empire. However in 1580, when Spain and Portugal were united under one crown, the British were not the powerful nation we have known of today. Surprisingly, at this time, Queen Elizabeth I, the British monarch pursued very friendly relations with the Muslim world. Unlike most of Western Europe, who were dominated by the Catholic Pope of Rome, the English were Protestants after breaking from the Pope and establishing the Church of England, since the time of Henry VIII. Her father, which from today's standpoint, made strange bedfellows. Not even a hundred years had passed since the Spanish crown was established after the uniting of the houses of Castile and Aragon with the marriage of Isabella, Castile, and Ferdinand, Aragon, in 1492. Afterwards began the Inquisition, the campaign to forcibly convert the Muslim and Hebrew Moors to Catholicism under the threat of expulsion or death. Some of these expelled Moors both Muslims and Jews formed into pirate units known as Corsairs which attacked the Spanish fleet on the high seas. Spain and Portugal starting with the voyage of Columbus conquered American lands. This was solidified with the Treaty of Tordesillas on June 7, 1494. The treaty made a demarcation line in which Spain was granted lands west of the line and Portugal the lands east of the line. The lands claimed by Spain took a vast majority of America while the Portuguese took the territory known today as Brazil. As mentioned, in 1580, the kingdoms that ruled both Spain and Portugal united into what history calls, the Iberian Union. This not only united the Iberian Peninsula nations but it also brought their American possessions under one crown, see Wikipedia. The Spanish-Portuguese Union made the Iberian Empire even more formidable. The Corsairs were a thorn in the side of the empire. When captured, the Corsairs became prisoners of war and were subjected to hard labor by enslavement in the empire's Caribbean colonies. In the meanwhile, outcasted English monarch, Queen Elizabeth I was to make diplomatic overtures with the Muslim world. Since the fall of the Moorish Empire in Spain, the Utmania Empire, known better as the Ottoman Empire became dominant on the world stage while the Kingdom of Moroccan through the Corsairs and state-sponsored privateers controlled shipping in the Mediterranean, general history counts these as Barbary Coast pirates. Queen Elizabeth established a relationship with the Sultan of the Ottomans and the King of Morocco. In the article Elizabeth I and the Ottomans, an alliance that saved England by Nadia Khan March 24, 2022, she writes about the circumstances which caused this. It was the Muslim world that indirectly came to her rescue by accepting Elizabeth as an ally and trade partner. The Pope excommunicated Elizabeth from the Catholic Church in 1570, which resulted in the lone Western Protestant kingdom having limited allies and restricted commercial opportunities with Europe. Her father, Henry VIII, saddled Elizabeth with a national debt of £300,000. 
she was left in a position to either sink or swim and in an act of political expediency, Elizabeth looked for allies in the wealthy Muslim world. It would be the Ottoman Empire and Moroccan rulers that saved Elizabethan England from a disastrous fate by reciprocating the hand of friendship and opening up trade with this floundering, and at the time, nondescript island. HTTPS colon slash slash www.tritworld.com slash magazine slash Elizabeth I and the Ottomans an alliance that saved England. The British Privateers Alliance with the Muslim Corsairs. Despite its shaky legal and moral foundation, the practice of privateering formed a key part of Elizabeth's naval strategy as she developed a supplementary navy. Essentially a privateer was a privately owned merchant ship, or an individual serving aboard it, equipped at their own expense, that had been commissioned by the crown with a letter of marque to legitimately, used in its loosest sense here, take or raid vessels belonging to an enemy government. Proceeds from the captured ships and their loot were then divided between the shipowners, captains and crew with a percentage of the bounty given back to the government. As Anglo-Spanish relations deteriorated during her reign, Elizabeth went one step further in authorizing a branch of privateers, the Sea Dogs, as a way to bridge the gap between the Spanish and English navies. The Sea Dogs would sail around and attack the Spanish fleets, picking off and looting ships in order to bring back treasure whilst simultaneously significantly reducing the size of the Spanish navy. By 1585 hostilities with Spain had reached boiling point and war was imminent. The Crown lacked sufficient funds to build an efficient navy, but privateering helped subsidize state power by mobilizing armed ships and sailors. The History Press, Queen Elizabeth I's Sea Dogs History Press HistoryPress.uk.com As you see, diplomatic ties with the Muslim world, alliance with the Muslim corsairs and privateering helped the British nation survive economically while challenging the might of the Spanish Empire on the seas. The Spanish fleets in and around their holdings in America were under constant attack. Queen Elizabeth decided that it would be to England's advantage to establish bases in America to attack the Spanish fleet there. These raids were led by Sir Francis Drake, and his friend Sir Walter Raleigh, namesake of the capital of North Carolina. They became very wealthy as privateers, so successful were they that Elizabeth I put them to the task. It is not a coincidence that Spanish reports about Drake consistently refer to him and other European privateers who attacked Spanish shipping as corsairs, the term for Muslim privateers. At the time, the Corsairs of North Africa and Morocco were at the peak of their power. Drake, his close friend Sir Walter Raleigh, who was the moving force behind the Roanoke colony, and many other English privateers knew the Corsairs well, they has amicable relations with them and sometimes even joined their fleets. Roanoke Colony The Roanoke settlement was England's first American colony and constitutes the first chapter of English colonial history in the New World and what ultimately became the history of the United States. The colony was initially founded as a privateering base to attack Spanish shipping in the Caribbean and was part of a mounting sea war waged between England and the Spanish Empire, one that culminated in the Spanish Armada's unsuccessful attack on England in 1588. https://static1.squarespace.com/ Turks, Moors, and Moriscos in Early America by Dr. Umar Farouk Abdallah. Roanoke, England's first attempt to establish a privateering base on American soil, in 1585, failed primarily because it was cut off from supplies from England. When the English returned by 1590, they found the settlement abandoned. There is evidence that the former inhabitants left the colony and were absorbed into the native populations. Among the inhabitants were Muslim corsairs who, in 1586, were rescued from Spanish captivity in the Caribbean by Drake and Raleigh, then brought to the colony. Their descendants can be found among the Tuscarora, the Melungeon and the Lumbee. Jamestown Jamestown, England's first successful American colony, 
was established with the same purpose, in 1607, as a privateering base. It regularly attacked Spanish shipping. The most famous is the 1619 capture of the Spanish yielding 20-somewhat Negroes on board. This has been erroneously counted as the first African slaves in America. These people were not slaves. They become indentured servants then freed after their term was served. One of them, Anthony Johnson, eventually became the first legal slave master under British law. America, Destiny vs. Fantasy Series Part 3 In order to know America's true destiny, we must know her true past. Jamestown, Plymouth Rock, the lost colony of Roanoke are the beginning of British colonization in America, which eventually led to the founding of the United States after a successful war of independence from Great Britain. The reason we are an English-speaking country as opposed to a Spanish, France or Dutch, has not been fully explained in the history that we have been taught in school. What were the circumstances during the latter 1500s when the British entered into America, which was dominated by settlements of the Spanish Empire, the French and the Dutch? What interested Britain in establishing colonies on American soil? In a previous Moorish Awakening Winter 2018-19 Volume 6 Issue 4, I touched upon the subject without delving into the particular details. Inshallah, God willing, we will now delve into the particular details. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. It may be hard to believe in light of today's political climate stemming from the days where the United Kingdom was known as Great Britain was boosting of an empire that stretched across the globe and saying that the sun would never set upon the British Empire. However in 1580, when Spain and Portugal were united under one crown, the British were not the powerful nation we have known of today. Surprisingly, at this time, Queen Elizabeth I, the British monarch pursued very friendly relations with the Muslim world. Unlike most of Western Europe, who were dominated by the Catholic Pope of Rome, the English were Protestants after breaking from the Pope and establishing the Church of England, since the time of Henry VIII. Her father, which from today's standpoint, made strange bedfellows. Not even a hundred years had passed since the Spanish crown was established after the uniting of the houses of Castile and Aragon with the marriage of Isabella, Castile, and Ferdinand, Aragon, in 1492. Afterwards began the Inquisition, the campaign to forcibly convert the Muslim and Hebrew Moors to Catholicism under the threat of expulsion or death. Some of these expelled Moors both Muslims and Jews formed into pirate units known as Corsairs which attacked the Spanish fleet on the high seas. Spain and Portugal starting with the voyage of Columbus conquered American lands. This was solidified with the Treaty of Tordesillas on June 7, 1494. The treaty made a demarcation line in which Spain was granted lands west of the line and Portugal the lands east of the line. The lands claimed by Spain took a vast majority of America while the Portuguese took the territory known today as Brazil. As mentioned, in 1580, the kingdoms that ruled both Spain and Portugal united into what history calls, the Iberian Union. This not only united the Iberian Peninsula nations but it also brought their American possessions under one crown, see Wikipedia. The Spanish-Portuguese Union made the Iberian Empire even more formidable. The Corsairs were a thorn in the side of the empire. When captured, the Corsairs became prisoners of war and were subjected to hard labor by enslavement in the empire's Caribbean colonies. 
In the meanwhile, outcasted English monarch, Queen Elizabeth I was to make diplomatic overtures with the Muslim world. Since the fall of the Moorish Empire in Spain, the Utmania Empire, known better as the Ottoman Empire became dominant on the world stage while the Kingdom of Moroccan through the Corsairs and state-sponsored privateers controlled shipping in the Mediterranean, general history counts these as Barbary Coast pirates. Queen Elizabeth established a relationship with the Sultan of the Ottomans and the King of Morocco. In the article Elizabeth I and the Ottomans, an alliance that saved England by Nadia Khan March 24, 2022, she writes about the circumstances which caused this. It was the Muslim world that indirectly came to her rescue by accepting Elizabeth as an ally and trade partner. The Pope excommunicated Elizabeth from the Catholic Church in 1570, which resulted in the lone Western Protestant kingdom having limited allies and restricted commercial opportunities with Europe. Her father, Henry VIII, saddled Elizabeth with a national debt of £300,000. She was left in a position to either sink or swim and in an act of political expediency, Elizabeth looked for allies in the wealthy Muslim world. It would be the Ottoman Empire and Moroccan rulers that saved Elizabethan England from a disastrous fate by reciprocating the hand of friendship and opening. Up trade with this floundering, and at the time, nondescript island, https colon slash slash www.turtworld.com slash magazine slash elizabeth i and the ottomans an alliance that saved england the british privateers alliance with the muslim corsairs despite its shaky legal and moral foundation the practice of privateering formed a key part of elizabeth's naval strategy as she developed a supplementary navy essentially a privateer was a privately owned merchant ship or an individual serving aboard it equipped at their own expense, that had been commissioned by the Crown with a letter of mark to legitimately, used in its loosest sense here, take or raid vessels belonging to an enemy government. Proceeds from the captured ships and their loot were then divided between the shipowners, captains and crew with a percentage of the bounty given back to the government. As Anglo-Spanish relations deteriorated during her reign, Elizabeth went one step further in authorizing a branch of privateers, the Sea Dogs, as a way to bridge the gap between the Spanish and English navies. The Sea Dogs would sail around and attack the Spanish fleets, picking off and looting ships in order to bring back treasure while simultaneously significantly reducing the size of the Spanish navy. By 1585 hostilities with Spain had reached boiling point and war was imminent. The Crown lacked sufficient funds to build an efficient navy, but privateering helped subsidize state power by mobilizing armed ships and sailors. The History Press, Queen Elizabeth I's Sea Dogs History Press HistoryPress.uk.com As you see, diplomatic ties with the Muslim world, alliance with the Muslim corsairs and privateering helped the British nation survive economically while challenging the might of the Spanish Empire on the seas. The Spanish fleets in and around their holdings in America were under constant attack. Queen Elizabeth decided that it would be to England's advantage to establish bases in America to attack the Spanish fleet there. These raids were led by Sir Francis Drake and his friend Sir Walter Raleigh, namesake of the capital of North Carolina. They became very wealthy as privateers, so successful were they that Elizabeth I put them to the task. It is not a coincidence that Spanish reports about Drake consistently refer to him and other European privateers who attack Spanish shipping as corsairs, the term for Muslim privateers. At the time, the corsairs of North Africa and Morocco were at the peak of their power. Drake, his close friend Sir Walter Raleigh, who was the moving force behind the Roanoke colony, 
and many other English privateers knew the Corsairs well, they has amicable relations with them and sometimes even joined their fleets. Roanoke Colony The Roanoke Settlement was England's first American colony and constitutes the first chapter of English colonial history in the New World and what ultimately became the history of the United States. The colony was initially founded as a privateering base to attack Spanish shipping in the Caribbean and was part of a mounting sea war waged between England and the Spanish Empire, one that culminated in the Spanish Armada's unsuccessful attack on England in 1588. https://static1.squarespace.com/slash Turks, Moors, and Moriscos in Early America by Dr. Umar Farouk Abdallah. Roanoke, England's first attempt to establish a privateering base on American soil, in 1585, failed primarily because it was cut off from supplies from England. When the English returned by 1590, they found the settlement abandoned. There is evidence that the former inhabitants left the colony and were absorbed into the native populations. Among the inhabitants were Muslim corsairs who, in 1586, were rescued from Spanish captivity in the Caribbean by Drake and Raleigh, then brought to the colony. Their descendants can be found among the Tuscarora, the Melungeon and the Lumbee. Jamestown Jamestown, England's first successful American colony, was established with the same purpose, in 1607, as a privateering base. It regularly attacked Spanish shipping. The most famous is the 1619 capture of the Spanish yielding 20-somewhat Negroes on board. This has been erroneously counted as the first African slaves in America. These people were not slaves. They become indentured servants then freed after their term was served. One of them, Anthony Johnson, eventually became the first legal slave master under British law, 